When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, and Christian, have you heard the big news? Yes, I did. I did. It was truly shocking. Um, I, I just can't believe it happened. Can't believe it finally happened. I know. We finally have the announcement. It is official. Mikhail Maltsev signs a one-year, two-way deal with the Colorado Avalanche. I know it's very exciting. We've all been waiting for the big news drop. The Avs dropped it earlier today, Wednesday, as we're recording. You know, this is some real earth-shattering stuff. But, Christian, we've we've had a couple hours to... Uh, digest this information. Uh, wh- what are your initial thoughts on this? No, Malt stuff's totally going to take that two center role. Um, just did great things last year. Uh, has a ton of potential. I mean, really shit. came through in the playoffs. Re- really came through. He may make a push to be the number one center. I I I don't think that's I, crazy. I, I, I don't think. I don't think that's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely the news we all were expecting today. Um, I, I mean, in all seriousness. It is a good signing for the Avs. Add some depth. Maltz have had flashes of decent play and then flashes of complete incompetence. I remember he cost us a couple games in early in the season, if I don't remember, if I remember right. Like he had some terrible turnovers, but yeah, he was I mean, good for the Eagles. It's a pretty rough stat line when you go 18 games, zero points. You know, usually you can sneak in a little secondary assist every here and there, but Maltsev, he's 24. We got him in the Ryan Graves trade before last season. We all know what he is at this point. I actually didn't. I did not mean to start this episode talking about Mikhail Maltsev. I was expecting you to say no, and I was going to say the big news is nothing. So, yes. I was, but then you actually said yes. So I had to roll with whatever you were going with. But I guess we are starting with Maltsev. Why the show's great? Why the show's great? We we just go off the top of our we're heads. Going. We're going. I didn't plan this. What I think I have a plan <laughs> for this episode, but for Maltsev because we are talking about it now. He's probably not going to play much this season if he is it's in an emergency role this is probably one of his last chances to really prove he's even capable of an nhl role he's 24 at this point throughout his entire young career he's been kind of a middling guy wherever he's gone whether it's in the minors in the ahl always been in that third line role we were kind of expecting something from him last season didn't pan out. Turns out we didn't need him. So, but why not have that organizational depth? Yeah, you need the organizational depth, and like I said, that that's where we're at in the uh, hockey summer. We are talking about Mikhail Maltsev is leading off our show. I honestly uh, did not think we were going to talk about him at all. No, me either. But uh, 
there is still no news on the Nazem Kadri. We're going to get way deeper into that um, and preview a couple of free agents uh, that we think the Avs could go after. Um, because at this point with Nazem Kadri, it's getting um, a little ridiculous. It is. So, it's been two weeks. As of right yeah. now, as we are recording this, it is July 27th, and the free agent market opened two weeks ago. Yep. And Man, there is not nothing. Like, not, not even that there's nothing on Nazem Kadri. There is literally not even a rumor. Like, you usually hear this team's made a pitch and they're weighing options between this team and that team. Even when guys, like, go past the first couple of days of free agency, you hear that. We've heard nothing. I've never seen something like this where a, let alone number two, a top five free agent on the market goes this long and not a peep. Yeah, nothing. So... Like I said, we're, we're going to go really in-depth and see who the Avs can go after because it seems like Nazem Kadri's days in Colorado are over. Um, but who knows? We, we still don't know. Um, there was one thing I wanted to, to start the show with, um, and I, I doubt you caught it, um, but last night on NHL Network, on Tuesday night, I was laying in bed, and they were showing a replay of an Avalanche versus Anaheim Ducks game from 2009. Uh, this was a game where Tamu Solani scored his 600th goal. Um, the abs were a playoff team that year, but their goaltender was one Craig Anderson. And I went down the rabbit hole of Craig Anderson stats. And then you did it before the show even started during that year, Craig Anderson started 71 games in a season. That is absolutely ludicrous. How many games he started and the best, he was good. He was really good he for the amazing app. that season. I like I was eight years old at that point. Most I was seven years old for most of that season. He was a nine seventeen in seventy one games and took That's the really abs good. to the playoffs. Took the abs to playoffs and in those playoffs, uh, the abs lost to the Sharks, but not because of Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson posted a nine thirty three save percentage for the abs in those playoffs. Can you imagine if this year the abs got nine thirty three gold? Pending, they win. They could have gone. They could have gone sixteen and zero. They, they could have. It would. It would have been realm of possibility. They go sixteen and zero. They, they could have. And just the fact that he was a nine thirty three and you still lost that shows you how much that Avs team was far away from being what they are now. And it truly just. I, I knew Craig Anderson played for the Avs. I just did not realize how good he was in that his one year with the abs he was fantastic and they the abs ended up trading him away to ottawa for brian elliott um who ended up playing what 12 games for the abs that year Yeah, like 11 games it was a weird trade we don't see this anymore where teams just swap goalies at the deadline usually don't see stuff like that ottawa then extended anderson to a four-year contract we let brian elliott fuck off to st louis after that so that's where the anderson saga ends but just Man, that 2009 Avs team, good old names like Ryan O'Reilly and Matt Duchesne, forever loved faces of Avalanche hockey. Forever, forever. Just great. Um, Peter Mueller was on that team, which was crazy. I forgot about Peter Mueller. Paul Stastny was still here. Was Adam Foote still on the team? I think he may have still been on the team. Yes, he was. He was the captain. Yeah. I mean, And you have Alon Hayduke. Like, that team was just... What a weird team that was. My, my favorite and, name in hockey ever, Wojtek Wolski. Oh, he was great, dude. Concussions ruined him, but he was great. I think the late, great Merrick Spados was on there, too. Yes, Just a bunch of, like, average hockey players on a team. And backboned by Craig Anderson. <laughs> Almost won a playoff series against they the Sharks. They did. That was, that was the series that the Sharks scored on their own net, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Dan Boyle scored on himself. It was 0-0 in overtime. Oh, yes. I remember that one. Didn't O'Reilly got credited with the goal? Yep. Even though he didn't touch the puck for like five seconds. So I just went down that rabbit hole. And then this is a little off script, which is totally for the show. NHL Network's been showing a lot of old hockey. Um, and... I don't want to sound like I'm hating on old school hockey, but it's bad. I'm going to put a rationale. I want you to answer this question. Do you think if the greats of like the eighties and the nineties played in today's NHL, would they score as many goals today? No, 
the goaltending what I think I could have been a good goaltender in the 80s and the 90s, dude. These guys are so bad. My favorite like, thing they are to do so bad. is to watch Gretzky highlights and count how many times the puck leaves the ice when he shoots. It's crazy, dude. Like, I watch it and I'm just like, don't get like Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, all those guys in the 80s and 90s are fantastic. And the goaltending pads were not nearly what they are today. But I really think that a lot of these goaltenders are beer league quality goaltenders because they aren't athletes. Think about the goaltender today. Some of the goaltenders today are the best athletes on in hockey. Like Andre Vasilevsky is a fucking freak, dude. And I just like they're showing the Islanders winning the cup in 82 against Vancouver. Vancouver's goalie was truly atrocious in this game. Like, I don't know how they didn't score more goals. Um Maybe it's a slight on Wayne Gretzky that he didn't score a thousand goals in today in that time because I think if you put Ovechkin in that era, he's I've, scoring. I have That's said that goals. for years. You just get someone who can get the puck to leave the ice and stick them in the eighties, they score a thousand goals. Let let alone Ovi. Yeah, and I know the sticks were wood sticks, and, and they, they were, were wood sticks, and all this and this and that. They could not get the puck off of the ice. No. And the goalie still couldn't stop it. <laughs> like It's crazy to me. And I know I sound like I'm a 27-year-old kid and all I've watched is hockey in the best form. But holy shit, man. I just I, – I've watched these games and I'm like, these goalies could, literally were beer league goalies. They were. Like, Darcy Kemper would kill it in the 80s, man, with how big he is. Ben Bishop would have been a freak. Oh, yeah. You, I think you stick Hunter Miska back there. You can make an argument for him. That's what I'm saying, man. And it, it truly, like, I've been watching it, and I'm trying to get a better understanding of, like, hockey as a history and, like, yada, 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 all that bullshit. I mean, all is, I sit back and- is it any wonder that all, like, the best goalies of all time come from, like, the last 25 years? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Juan, Martin Brodeur are, like, the only ones. Like, Ken Dryden's a Hall of Famer. He won a ton of Stanley Cups, but, like, if it was – it's not a very good it's like bracket. it's like it's like three it's like george vesna like that was yeah. like that was like the only guy at the ancient era so we named the trophy after him yeah it's just like i we sound like so like stuck up but i truly watch this and i'm like th- this is how great hockey has gotten in the past 10 years like even that game from 2009 that i was watching with the abs and ducks last night hockey is a totally different sport now than it was even 13 years ago. It is crazy how far hockey has come. And I truly believe this. And if you don't believe it, I I think you're crazy. But if you throw Ovi in the 80s when Gretzky dominated, I I think we're talking about Alex Ovechkin is probably the greatest player of all time. I don't think that's crazy to say. Without question. I mean, you can even throw Connor McDavid in there. Yeah, he's the greatest goal goal scorer of all time already. You stick him back there. I mean, we're talking over a thousand goals. A game where where he didn't score a goal would be rare. I mean, that's what Gretzky did, but it's still like, I just like watch it and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Like they showed, uh, because all NHL Network has shown this summer, I swear, is that fucking New York Rangers documentary. They show it every summer. They show it so many times. And I don't know if you've caught it too, the Detroit Red Wings, like the Joe documentary, where they talk about like that one. And the only goal that I watched in that Detroit Red Wings was Steve Eiserman in game seven against the Blues. He got the puck off the ice and he scored. <laughs> he shot it from the blue line, yeah, but like, he got it off the ice. So it's a bar down snipe. It's just crazy. Can you imagine that going in today? And oh, be like, oh, what a fucking joke. You lost a game seven on that too. Could you imagine? Oh my. Imagine Lord. the meltdown that would occur. But I just. I, I hated to go on that tirade, but I've been kind of – I didn't want to put it on Twitter because I knew, like, some old heads would find it and roast me. But I, why not say it on the podcast where people listen to it? I just – I have no stats to back this up. It's just from watching the games, I'm just – I like, it's crazy to me that these goalies are even Hall of Fame worthy. Like, in today's NHL, they would not be Hall of Fame worthy. Like, Patrick Waugh revolutionized goaltending with the butterfly. And that was in what nineteen eighties, <laughs> right? With, with, like, the, with the butterfly, like yeah. the most basic goaltending stance yeah. today. It's crazy, dude. So I know I'll probably get roasted in the comments about this, but I had to get the oh yeah, the, the comments that we don't have. 
Yeah, exactly. But when the YouTube starts, I mean, yeah, it's just, preemptively. It's we're just, start. We're just preemptively training ourselves yeah. to not read comments. So I just I had to get that off my chest because it was it was. There's nothing else on. There's no news going on in the NHL right now. We're truly in the depth of summer. And going back to the Nazim Kadri thing, I don't know if you saw this in our Twitter, in our tweets that you tweeted out about uh, Nazim Kadri. Someone said someone saw him in an airport in Detroit. I did see that. <laughs> like, I saw I saw that before I even tweeted that out. That there was like a guy's like, oh, well, Kadri was in an airport in Detroit. And okay, like, but that's that's where but, we're at. But that's the most significant news that we've gotten. Yep. Let alone if it's even true. That's all we've gotten. So it's just that's where we are in the summer, guys. Um, it's 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 really slow. It's really really slow. And shout out to the podcasts that have to do a daily episode because I, I don't think we could do it, man. I really no, don't think we, we would do be doing this. We just talk our about bad like, the eighties that the, an era that we did not live in and did not experience being like, wow, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this is terrible, man. This is really bad terrible. hockey. How did anybody watch this? Yeah. No wonder it never became a big sport in America. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're truly in the depths of summer. Yeah. And, um, but I it's, am... it's interesting enough still that like Kadri's not the only guy still unsigned, yep. which is kind of where I wanted to take this episode today is that there's still some guys out there on the free agent market, yep. not named Nazem Kadri. Technically Bergeron's still unsigned. He's going back to Boston. We all know that yep. Phil Kessel still doesn't have a deal. John Klingberg today fired his agent. He's still unsigned and apparently pissed Paul Stastny. Evan Rodriguez. I can't believe Sonny Milano does not have a contract still to this day. Don't understand that. You still have guys like PK Subban with nothing. Johan Larson. I only learned before the show he's not on the Penguins apparently because that deal fell through and just no one talked about it ever. It happened like a week ago that Friedman tweeted that, yeah, Larson's going to Pittsburgh and then it just never happened. So Talk he's right. apparently still out there. He he played on the Caps after the deadline. Like you still got Alex Galchenyuk, Daniel Sprong, Sam Steele. I'm shocked no one's taking a flyer on that. Evgeny Svechnikov, Zach Aston Reese. Like there are still some names on this list. Like decent players that can fill out a lineup. And I especially, still, go ahead, go ahead. I, I still think it's because they're waiting for Nazem Kadri. It, I it think would just have Kadri to be. Though. There's just been, there's this whole blockage right now, and it seems like no one can really make a significant move. But much like the John Klingberg thing, I think Kadri and Klingberg alike overestimated the market, and we're just waiting for a deal that never came. That wouldn't surprise me, and it's it's put a blockade on everything else because you look at a guy like Paul Stastny. Um, I've seen reports out there that he's just waiting to see where Nazem Kadri goes because he wants to go in a cup before he retires. So he's waiting for his cards to play out. He's more than likely not going back to Winnipeg because Winnipeg's going to be bad this year. Uh, not bad, but they'll be selling. At they'll the be the same, which yeah. I would argue is worse. Yep. They'll be stuck in the middle. So I I think uh, if we're spending this towards the Avs, if it's not Nazem Kadri, I think Paul Stastny's the most likely replacement. Well, can, I, I've just come around to the idea that they just don't. That's and true, they, too. And just because the, the thing with this, yeah, the thing with this management group, whether it's Sackick or McFarland, they never back themselves into a corner. Like, if they don't feel like they need to address this right now, they won't. Like, they tomorrow, they might sign Paul Stastny or Kadri or Sonny Milano or Evan Rodriguez. They might do it before training camp, or they might do it at the trade deadline. They might just see what they have in Newhook and some of their guys and see how they can run forward with that and solve it at a later point because they're they're not a team that panics. No, and they don't need to because yeah. we've talked about it on the show previously. As excited as I am for the regular season, we'll play like the first two games. I'll be like, okay, when are the playoffs? Like, yeah, like that's how the, meaningful after the, the regular first season. 10 game after October. I, I'm like, okay, let's get on. Let's get this shit rolling here, especially when we're us. I mean, and when you really look at it, what's going to be different about this team than last year's team? Second line center, you got a hole there. You brought back most of your depth guys still. You replaced Aubrey Cubell with Ben Myers. 
and you're bringing back your defense and you're having Georgiev in net instead of Kemper and really running at a tandem of Georgiev and Frankie. That's, that's really it. Yeah. It's not massive changes for this team. Um, so as much as we want to freak out, I, I still think there's a real possibility that Miko just becomes our second line center. Yeah. I, really I mean, that, I think that's also a thing like new hook Miko Comfer. I think they're just going to try all of that. See if something sticks and if they need to address it at the deadline, they will. They're a patient team that has shown that their trust in their own players has paid off in the past. Yep. And they trust the they trust their scouting department. So as much as I'd love to see a Paul Stassi, I agree. I think they just keep the they keep the cap flexibility. Um I Stassi would fit a role, but he's what, 36, 37? He's 36, like, not... probably entering the last year maybe two of his career because he scored 45 points last year. He's not a bum, but he's not bad, but I, he, he would fit well on this team, but it's just how much will he cost? Yeah. That's really the question. I think they're going to do something before the season starts. I think much like the free agent market, it's kind of just hinging on Nazem Kadri and what he's going to do. Once Kadri signs, I'm not saying they're going to sign like a bona fide second line center handing out, three million dollars on even a two-year deal they might go to evan rodriguez and be like we'll give you two million bucks for one year you can kind of play around in our middle six a little bit so like something like that they might still run around with rantanen at second line center and just add to their depth a little bit i think they do something yeah they aren't done but it's not going to be a sexy name no it's not It might be like the kind of thing like we barely even talk about it when it does happen, that kind of thing. It may be like Mikhail Maltsev news. (laughs) Yeah. That's where we're we're at with it. Yeah. I mean, like Phil Kessel would be an interesting option, but he's not a center. And And he's not not an Av player. No. He's old. He doesn't play defense. He has no speed. Like Phil Kessel's a great guy, been very entertaining throughout his career, but it kind of seems like Arizona – is a decent fit for him, just like a team that needs guys, like a team like Seattle might make sense for him. I wouldn't hate him on Seattle or Arizona. I mean, he just he he's one of those guys that he plays the abs and he scores like in one of the five times you play him. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about Phil Kessel. Like that's, that's right, that guy still exists. Um, he'd be it'd be a cool story to have him on the team. I mean, but he's already won his cups. Like he doesn't really care. So it wouldn't shock me again if he just retires too. You know what I mean? Like he may just retire. Yeah. Or maybe he's just trying to wait out so he doesn't have to go to training camp and then he'll just sign after training camp. That's so true. That's a real possibility too. That's a real possibility, which I respect the hell out of that because I, I you made your money. You won your cups. Like fuck training camp. I'll show up for game one. Leave me alone. I'll be good. So, Although, could you imagine a fourth line of Phil Kessel, Darren Helm and Andrew Cogliano? Would that be the oldest line in hockey? It, it may would, be. It would have to be up there. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of one that would be older. Marchand and Bergeron, but Pasternak's still pretty young. Yeah, Pasternak's young. Marchand's not that old, is he? No, I think he's like 33. I, I think it's early 30s at least. Yeah, he's early, but like that—that that would be a funny line. Just I like, mean, when super... when Backstrom when Backstrom's healthy, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, when they do play together, is an ancient line. Yeah. That would have been a sick line 10 years ago. It still is it today, but they are yeah. old. They are old. Um, so I just, it, when it comes to the sexy name, it's not going to happen. The, we sound really dumb because we're like, well, they could do this. They could do this. Uh, here's the thing. We have no idea what they're going to do. This is just pure speculation. This is just specula- Every, Everything on this show ever has been speculation. We have no sources. I think we got one. We probably got something right. In the well, I mean, like we we got lucky. Like yeah. we, we didn't know it was coming. We just looked at it like, oh, that would make sense. Yeah, the Twitter rumors were right. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I've come to the realization that Nazem Kadri is not going to be on the apps. It would have happened. Yeah, right like now. there was there was a window after like the first day of free agency where we're like, oh, shit, he's going to come back. You know, he made it through the first day. That really opens the door for the Avs. Once we got past the first week, I feel like that kind of shut the door at that point. If they were going to bring him back, they would have by now. Yep. They would have brought him back, and they would have traded a player. Yeah, they would have traded a guy 
and they would have given themselves enough time to make that work. They wouldn't still be doing this in late July. Maybe they are, but they it just doesn't strike me as that kind of situation here. No, because it, it seems doesn't. like everyone's just kind of waiting for something to give, whether it's the Islanders clearing space, whether Kadri just takes more money to go to a non-contender like Seattle or I don't know, Ottawa, Detroit, like the, the rumored to be in a Detroit airport. So maybe that's coming out tomorrow. They don't have a ton of RFAs to sign and they have 10 million in gap space. Maybe. As much as I hate Detroit, he would fit really well on Detroit. Yeah. Him but the thing Lord is like they, they already signed Andrew Kopp. And yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that'd be a pretty, like, that's an overhaul of your top six there with Verona coming back healthy, Dylan Larkin coming off a career year, Nazem Kadri coming off a career, Andrew Kopp. That's a pretty good top six yeah like it's pretty great you got larkin who's going to be healthy lucas raymond in his second season after oh, yeah. 57 points frana healthy cop down the middle david perron all of a sudden they, they've got something there in detroit they signed kubalik as well so i, I don't know if Kadri, yeah i don't know if Kadri makes any sense in detroit but this is where we're at right now where we're just looking at shit and being like yeah i guess that would make sense i guess yeah, i don't know i mean like I've said all along, as long as Nazem Kadri doesn't go to somewhere in the Central Division, I'm cool with wherever he goes. Yeah. Not Vegas. Fuck Vegas or Edmonton. And other than that. There's cool simply no way they can make that work. The yeah, Oilers are over the cap after signing Poyarvi to $3 million. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just – I the East is probably where he's going to end up. And I just – all I'm hoping now is that he at least gets $7 million a year. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'm hoping the best for him. I, I hope like, he gets the biggest contract he can. I, I think the most years he gets is five. Yep, I agree. Because like I think we're also seeing an overhaul of the free agent market right in mm-hmm. front of us. Because what's been the worst contract handed out this free agency? Erica Branson. Yeah, BDV. Then what was that? Four times four. Yeah. Like you, you signed that deal back in 2016. It's a footnote. Yep. Next to Louis Erickson, Milan Lucic, like we're seems like GMs are getting better at free agency, especially now there's no Jim Betting to sign Tyler Myers to <laughs> six years or something ridiculous like that. What I did, mean, you can make get? the argument that the Trocheck deal isn't very good. Even, like even then, it's a long deal, but Trocheck's good. He's yeah. gonna probably be good for most of that deal. But yeah, like, you're, you're like not Kopp seeing the the blatant like this guy stinks, and you just signed him to six times six. Like you saw it a little bit with Good Branson, and the Trocheck deal is not great, but Trocheck's a, a good player, at very least a fifty point player that's going to play a second line role in New York. That's I agree. It. I think you're just seeing GMs get smarter, and they're not willing to hand out these albatross contracts and. I'm not saying that about Kadri. I'm I'm kind of saying that more about John Klingberg. Yeah. Because it seemed like he was asking for almost $7 million or something like oh, that on a long-term yeah. deal. Like GMs just aren't going to do that anymore for yeah. guys that are not like 25. Yep. They're smart. I mean, it, it took forever. I want you, I don't know if you remember this, if you were an Avs fan then. Uh, it's probably Joe Sackick's worst move ever. Um it, it's well, a guy it's in, that it's in the Sackick era. I was definitely a fan. I'm not that yeah. young. No, no, no. But you ready for this? I don't know if you remember this. They signed a guy out of Calgary. His name was Joe Colborn. Oh, I love Joe Colborn, <laughs> man. Go look that up. Was my they dude. signed him to like they signed him to like a five or six year deal, and he came out in his first game with the Avs and scored a hat trick. I, I don't think he played again for the Avs ever again. I, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if you can pull up those stats right now. Why Philip? That was here. that was the sixteen season, sixteen seventeen. I I can't remember. I, I don't. I'm remember pretty it sure it was because that that was his last season in the NHL. He had eight points, four goals. I'm fairly certain it came in that was it against Dallas. That yep, first it was game. The first of the game. I was in attendance. Yeah, I was like Joe Colborn, the second coming of Jesus. Dude, at the Joe, first Col- game. Joe Colborn was my guy. I loved him, oh, but just it because he was shit. just. It was just so lovable. I don't know. There was like, something about him I loved. I forget what they signed him to. I'm oh, gonna have to look. find it. God bless Cat Friendly. Oh, it was oh, hilarious. Born. They signed him to two point five million dollars a year for two years, and he did not play in the second one. 
okay, all right. It may not have been as bad as I thought. I remember it being a lot worse. Um, but yeah, that was probably Joe Sackick's worst move in free agency ever. So that shit cracks me up every time I think about it. Cause he did, he played like 10 games and then he got sent down to the AHL and just never came back. Yeah. He never. played 62 games that season. He had the hat trick and then just started next season in the AHL. And just never played. Was it even our team? I don't think so. I think he played for the Lake Erie Monsters. Yeah, he played for the San he played for the San Antonio Rampage. Rampage. That yeah. that was the Avs affiliate for a while until the Eagles came on. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I just forget the I just forget the Eagles weren't always the thing. Just because Colorado yeah. Colorado. Makes sense. Yeah. But like that shit always cracks me up. Like you look at like even the greats like Joe Sackett can fuck up every once in a while and give out some. Yeah. Like th- that's not a terrible fuck up. I could have sworn it was for more money. Are you sure? Are you sure it was Colburn? Yeah, no, I, I it is Joe Colborn, but I, I could have sworn it was for more money, but my brain's fried at this point. So I mean, he, I mean, he got that money for one very good game. Yep. So I mean, he got paid five million dollars to play sixty-two games. If you look at it, so that always cracks me up. Because when was the last time the Avs bought someone out? Was it Brooks Orpic? Was the last was, time they bought someone out? I think so. And obviously, Orpic didn't even play a game. Yeah. They bought him out in the Grubauer trade, and he signed directly back with the Caps right afterwards. Don't know how that was that all compliant with the cap, but <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. Like they, they're not really big fans of buying people out normally. No, I mean, people are arguing that EJ should be bought out, but I mean, EJ still got stuff in the tank, man. Is he worth yeah. six million? No, he's, but he's still a viable defenseman. Yeah, I mean, it's there's one year left. He showed this season and in the playoffs, he's still effective. If we needed the cap in order to make the team work, then yeah, you know, it would be a different story. And if they were in so much on Nazem Kadri that they just had to make it work. Yeah. You know, but the bio window passed like a month ago and like, why have that extra $2 million next season as well? Yeah. Not, not this coming season. The one after that, you, you eat it for six, you take that six and you give it to McKinnon. Yep. Simple as that. So it's, it's truly like hilarious to me uh, just to close up on your point with just bad free agents. I, I I agree. I just think the the GMs have gotten smarter. They aren't giving out this long-term and shitty contracts to players that like, there's a reason why they're free agents. Yeah. There's a reason why. And also I think this is just something we gloss over a lot in the last couple of years. The cap is not going up. Yep. It went up 1 million for this off season. And we're kind of in this, period of five years where the cap's really not going to go up at all and it's really not a great time to be a free agent because gms are getting smarter and there's not as much money to throw around as there once was well and the players also want to go somewhere where they can win and the teams that usually have the most money to spend are the bad teams right they're the bad teams like if you want to go to colorado you got to take a discount like we we've got our cap problems Tampa Bay has not signed a big free agent in forever because yep. they don't need to. And they make they all their moves. They make the all their guys. moves via trade. But like, if you want big money, you go to Ottawa or Detroit Arizona. or Buffalo or Arizona. Ironically, teams that don't have as much literal money, but they have a ton <laughs> of cap space because they got reached the cap floor. Yeah. So if if you want to win cups and you want to go to Colorado, Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh, like good teams like that, you got to take a discount. That's how it is in this landscape because they've got their core guys locked in. The cap has gone up, what, $2 million in the last four years? And you're just not going to see that kind of movement anymore. COVID fucked it all up. Yeah. Even with the multi-million dollar TV deal and the best revenue the league has ever had, $1 million. It's just the way it is. I, I was watching a, a TikTok um, and it was a Leafs fan talking about how Kyle Dubas got screwed by the cap not going up. And he made some good points. I tried to watch it as an impartial fan. Um, but he made some good points about how like when they signed Matthews, they signed Nylander and Tavares, they were expecting the cap to like the cap was supposed to go up to like something like 90 million a year. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that part is true. Like when the, I think for Marner, especially it was looked at as like a dry sidle deal at the time. Cause when dry sidle signed initially, it was eight years, 8.5. Be like, Whoa, that's a lot for a guy who scored like 60 points. Out. It's one of the best yeah. contracts in the league. Now they were banking on that with Marner 
I think for everything else, though, for the Leafs, every GM operated under the same circumstances. Yeah. Like, like Joe, makes- Joe Sackick did not have that problem. No. So, I mean, uh, Austin Matthews obviously worth it. Nylander, I think, has an underrated contract. I think Nylander's a lot, a, a pretty solid player. But it just it, it proves the point, though. Like, the, a lot of these teams were expecting the cap to go up, and they have to be more frugal with their dollars. It's not fun for the fans, and I'm sure it's not fun for the players, but it's just the way it is, man. So, yeah. I mean, and, and there's um, no Jim Benning anymore, where he just constantly tricks himself into thinking his team is a contender, throws money at the big, bad free agents, Erickson, Tyler Myers, like guys like that. I'm I'm sure if Kadri was a free agent and Benning was still the GM of the Canucks, he would be there in a heartbeat. On, on oh, like, he would have gotten right. On he like would have salary dumped JT Miller. Yeah, on an yeah, eight-time eight eight. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, like, we just listed off names. Remember when Andrew Ladd signed that huge deal? Oh, my like, God. Like, teams are smarter now because that's usually the case when you sign an older guy to a big money long-term. It doesn't work out. So – Better played safe. Um, I still hope Nazan Kadri can at least get five years, seven million. I really hope that's what he can get because he deserves it. He deserves it after the year he had. But teams are more frugal with their dollars, and they don't want to give long-term and big money to an older guy. And it's crazy to say that 31's old, but in, the, in today's NHL, that's old. Yeah, I mean, it might not be old in the instance, but when you're about to ink a five, six-year contract, yeah, that's pretty old because that ends when you're 37. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen it on, like, contract negotiations. Some of these contracts are a lot heavier at the beginning. I wonder if that's something that teams will start doing, and then at the end when the buyout is only, like, $2 million, it's a lot more manageable. Yeah, I think that's what you that's what you saw, I think, in the Latang deal. Like, for older players, if they're going to get term, those contracts are going to be front-loaded, and mm-hmm. then towards the end, taper off, not only just for buyout purposes, but also to taper off the cap hit. Yep. And, yeah, they're just at least somewhat setting themselves up for the future. Somewhat. So this whole long triad leads to the point that Nazem Kadri is not going to be a member of the Colorado Avalanche next year. I've accepted it. I don't like it. I'm still in like the seven stages of grief with it. Um, it's also just like, you can't really get on with it until he signs somewhere. Yeah. Cause there's, there's always that voice like, well, he loves it here. And well, he, he takes would, a one year, $3 million deal. Like he would stay if we cleared the space and gave him the opportunity. He would stay and would choose us over anyone else. Maybe, but it's just this is it's been two weeks. Like it feels like it's been a month. I know. Like I was thinking about it. Like we are farther from the opening of free agency than it was from me getting back from Colorado to the beginning of free agency. And also, as we're recording this, hasn't it been a month since we won the cup today? It's been a month. It was a month yesterday. It was a month yesterday. That's right. So um, that's right because we won it after it was midnight my time when we did win it, but it was not when we won it. Yeah, because your computer was all fucked up when we were recording. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's only been a month. I feel like we've been without hockey for like six months, um, just because that's how slow it is right now. but I mean, I, I'm just, I'm really interested to see kind of what the abs do. Um, I think we have a general idea of what they're going to do when it comes down to once Kadri finally signs. Cause I think they're waiting for that door to close that, okay, we can move on and give this money to someone else. But I, I, do you think, is there a possibility that like Lou Amarillo has already signed Nazem Kadri and they're just waiting to announce it till August? Like, is that a possibility? It's a possibility for sure. I also think there could be a small, like 1% chance possibility that he has a handshake deal with the abs and is waiting for space to get cleared. That's possible too. Possible. Like that, that's just where we are with Kadri. There's a ton of things that are possible. There's literally nothing that's concrete at all. I don't think, because like the fact that there is nothing at all kind of says that there is literally nothing happening. Like nothing is even close right now. I wouldn't be shocked if nothing is happening. It, it just sucks that this is going to get drowned out for forever. I mean, you made the prediction on Sunday or Monday show that we would have an answer by the time this uh, episode came out. I mean, sorry you got that one wrong. I mean, it, it's it, it's it gets you're finally catching up to me on times I've been wrong. So put that one on the chalkboard that you're you're catching up to me a little bit. But I, I I'm. I've said it every single episode. I'm kind of tired of talking about it, but it's the only thing to talk about. So right. 
um, that's kind of where we're at. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, and best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. So I guess we can finish our cadre conversation, at least until next episode when he inevitably is still unsigned and we have nothing else to talk about. We can finish it with where is he going to go ultimately? Is he coming home? Is he going anywhere else? What do you think? I still, I, I like the idea. I have to talk myself into, I like Detroit. I, I know that sounds bad as an Avs fan to say, but that'd be a sick lineup for Detroit. And um, I, I think Detroit, just because it's it, it seems, I'm going to trust the guy in our mentions saying that he was in Detroit. That's where I'm at. All right, interesting. I'm sticking with the Islanders just because they have the room. They haven't done anything. Any- and surely Lou Lamorello is not going to go through this offseason and not acquire something for their forwards, right? Surely he did not swing and miss on every free agent on the market, not make a trade, and just not sign Nazem Kadri or something like that, and is just going to run it back with the exact same team that cannot score a goal to save their lives? Surely not, right? Surely not, but it is Lou Lamorello, so... I like Detroit. I think that's a funny place for him to go. And it would just be because like people would want to hate him, but also like as much as Avs fans want to still hate Detroit, like Detroit's not really our biggest rival anymore. We don't right. we I mean, like it was 20 years ago at this yeah. point. They're in the East. We would see him twice a year. It would only the be a problem if we played the cup finals. Right. That'd that's, be awesome. Those were literally the words coming out of my mouth. Is it they'd only be a problem if we played Detroit in the final? And they're a little bit of ways away from that still. I think Iserman's still got a couple more years left of work to do before that team is really Stanley Cup contender status. Agreed. And I I think Detroit would be a good fit for him. If they didn't sign Andrew Kopp, I would be on board with that. I just think the Islanders have the room to do it. The only problem is, is Lou awake? Quite possible. Quite, quite possible he is still asleep. So... Yeah. We'll see where all that goes. I guess we can just finish up the free agent conversation by just making predictions on where all of these guys are going to go. So an interesting one is John Klingberg because we're talking about all these teams making room for Kadri. I don't know if there are any teams making room for John Klingberg right now. I got a guess that I I had at the start. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Ooh, I do like that. That's a good one. That makes the most sense. Winnipeg needs a defenseman. They could give him some money. And they've got the room for it. They've got it, half million dollars. So Winnipeg makes sense for me. I would have said Carolina before the Brent Burns trade, but obviously that's not going to happen now. I, I like Winnipeg. I might go with that. Calgary could make some sense too. Ottawa, I think makes sense too. They've got a ton of cap space and they've been rumored to be in on a bunch of defensemen. They obviously didn't get Uyghur. Klingberg could make some sense if they're willing to commit the term to it. I don't know if they're at that point yet where they'd be willing to do that. But if they want to just go down the line of we won this offseason, they can talk about Debrinkit, Giroux, and then talk about John Klingberg on top of that as well. I think I think that's an easy sell to the fan base for sure. Yeah. Easy sell, Pierre Dorian, GM of the year. Yeah, Cam Talbot. They got Cam Talbot as well. I forgot about that. I don't think I, it'd be a bad move to. I mean, is, is Klingberg a left or lefty or a righty? 
Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, where did he go? He is a right defenseman. So you could have a top pair of Shabbat and Klingberg. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Like, Klingberg nah. doesn't suck. Like, no. he fell off, but he's not terrible. And yeah. if you give him a good role, he probably will succeed in it. Yeah, he will. And, I mean, the Stars have Miro Haskin and ready to take that number one power play role. So, I mean. And he was also asking for, like, eight and a half million yeah. He was asking for Haskin and money. Crazy. Like, you're, Crazy. you're nuts. No wonder no one signed you. Yeah. And plus, so, the Stars still have to sign Jason Robertson, who. And Jay Gottinger. Don't forget about that. Jay Gottinger. Yes, I had to scroll down. I always forget that yeah. you have to scroll down and look at goalies, too. But. Those guys are going to probably – they have $11 million. I wouldn't be surprised if they're pretty close to that by the time those two guys are signed. Like, they – you cannot bridge Jason Robertson. You've got to give him eight and just give him a comfortable amount of money. I think that guy's going to be worth a shit ton if you bridge him. Oh, yeah. He's been great. And Ottinger, I think you just kind of have to bridge him because he's a goalie. But if that if that works out the way Ottinger's expecting it to, he could be the next goalie to get paid. Well, and if you look at it too, I mean, what Georgiev got, what, 3.3 from the Avs? Yeah, 3.4, I think. Yeah, 3.4. He's probably 4.5. That's probably what Ottinger should get. I I think that's fair. Um, I mean, that that playoff series against Calgary probably earned him a couple million dollars. Yeah, agreed. He was in 9.54, and they lost. Yeah, crazy. And they Um, didn't do anything. Yeah, they did so, not make their team better this off. No. They got Mason Marchman for their who's, offense, who's due for regression. So and they signed him to four point five. Yeah, so, so there are two moves. Dallas's two big moves. I, I think we're really letting them off the hook this offseason. They signed Mason Marchman and Colin Miller. That's huge, it. big wins. They did nothing. They're <laughs> perfectly content with wild card contention. That is what the Dallas Stars are telling us. They're just waiting for those Ben and Sagan deals to run out. They're going to be waiting a long time, 2025 for Jamie Ben and 2027 for Tyler Sagan at 9.85. Oh, God, that's For 49 points last season, 81 games. Oh, that's disgusting. That is so bad. That is so bad. I I don't think we talk enough about how bad these contracts are. Yeah, they're rough. They're really rough. But hey, they'll always have that bubble Stanley Cup run. Always have that. Yeah, they'll they'll always have the time where Anton Hudobin got hot for a yeah. couple of weeks in August in the most unprecedented playoff situation of all time. <laughs> and they're willing to carry that literally to their grave. But they stole Jason Robertson in like the second round one year, so they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Um, who's after Klingberg? What what's the next guy? Uh great question. I should really stop. Paul Stastny. I mean, yeah, we, we got we talked about Paul Stastny. Let's talk about um, what about Phil Kessel? Where do we think Kessel's going? I honestly think he goes back to Arizona. I think that's pretty interesting. I, I kind of like my Seattle thing. They Seattle want scoring. They want scoring. They wouldn't hurt to have a guy who can bring people into seats. Phil Kessel is still a name you can sell. They got Berkey. They got Bjorkstrand. Just get Kessel as like a guy, right? Dude, I think that tell would me Kessel sense. wouldn't be sick playing in that college arena and all those drunk college kids. Oh, that, that would be so Tuesday awesome. Night. I would I would love to see that, but I also think it's the kind of thing where it would have happened already. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, I still think Arizona, or he just waits until someone gets hurt in training camp and then he signs with them. But that's a real possibility. So um that's that's Phil Kessel. Paul Stastny, I have no fucking idea. Um I think he's going to a contender. I don't think it's yeah. out of the question he comes back to the Avs. He's not going yeah. back to Winnipeg. But if there's a team out there that just needs a, a depth guy, like Carolina still has got $4 million to throw around. I'm sure they could afford Paul Stastny with the action. No, they, oh, need, yeah. to, no, they need to sign Marty Nietzsche and Ethan Bear. So that, that money's going to be gone. Well, Ethan Bear, they're getting rid of. No, he, I think he just signed today, didn't he? Did he really? I think I briefly like scrolled past. I did not expect we talked about Ethan Bear today. They did. They they signed him two hours ago. Huh. That's crazy. I thought he. I mean, he was getting scratched. Yeah, so. and I thought I thought they told him a thing that he was looking for a trade. Yeah, two point two million dollars on a one year deal. Damn, that's a pretty good payday for a guy who was getting scratched. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there was another player who signed that we're forgetting about. There definitely is. Yeah. And there's Ryan Donato who signed back in Seattle. Heinen signed today. 
Oli Levy signed with Anaheim. Poyarvi signed with the Oilers. Siegenthaler to the Devils. He re-signed with the Devils. Try to, try to think of anything like really no, out there. I don't but. think so. I mean, if we want to go next to a guy like Evan Rodriguez, where he goes, um, doesn't he just scream like a San Jose shark? He does, for sure. I mean, I think that's what they signed Nico Sturm for, to be what yeah, they expecting. A shark or a duck just screams like an Evan Rodriguez type of player. I don't know. I, I feel like the Rangers might be in on him. Yeah, that'd be a good pickup for them. Like, but, I know they signed Trocheck already and everything, but the Rangers, they need more depth. And yep. I don't know. Evan Rodriguez might be a pretty dangerous player to sign because he got hot for like half the season. He, he finished, got hot when Malcolm was still hurt. And yeah, Crosby but like he, he didn't. He, I, I don't have his stats in front of me. Didn't he finish with like twenty four goals or something? Like eighteen of them came in like forty yeah. games or something crazy he went like that. Really cold. He went yeah. really, really cold once his minutes got reduced, which you, I'd expect with a guy like Kevin Rodriguez. So I mean, there's still some free agents out there. Um, those are the big ones, I guess. Um, PK Subban, is he going anywhere? Yeah, Seattle. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say Seattle. Yeah, Seattle doesn't have much of a defense. That would be interesting. I mean, that's, again, like the Kessel thing, a guy that can, even if he's not very good, can bring some people into the building. Like, you sign Kessel and Subban, you could sell something could sell. off of that. You know, you can sell that to some new fans for sure. I agree. It's just, it's weird with, like, defensemen because P.K. Subban, what, like, four years ago was still a really fucking good defenseman. Yeah, like, and then injuries and all that, and all of a sudden he's a – replacement level guy he's a jack johnson level guy now yeah like oh i guess we forgot about jack johnson what's he's gonna do where do you think jack johnson ends up (laughs) either home in colorado or home in retirement yes agreed um you see he's baptized his kids with the cup in the cup that's badass i mean that's badass i don't know if you can get any better than that yeah might as well just call it at that point yeah like that's honestly for jack johnson he'll won like go go out on top, dude. Yeah, if you won, you proved all the haters wrong. You were right. a viable like member you, on a Stanley were, Cup champion. Like one of the most like laughed at players in the league for like a solid half decade. Yeah. Every everything he went through with having his money stolen and everything, and then even when he got paid by Pittsburgh, everyone ragged on him for being awful. And in New York, he was ragged on for being awful and hurt. Comes to Colorado and is playing starting minutes when they win the cup. Just yep. go out on top. That's all anyone's ever going to remember is Jack Johnson's a Stanley Cup champion. I agree. Uh, that'd be He doesn't play anywhere else if he leaves. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Did you see the pictures of Berkey with the cup t- yesterday? I did. Did yes, you I see did. the jersey they had hanging up? Did you see it? I didn't see the jersey. but Oh, it was the beautiful, beautiful Stadium Series jersey. Um, that's the jersey he had hanging up when he was doing it was that jersey. And I was like, Berkey, I fucking love you, dude. I'm going to miss that beautiful face. Um, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. That's going to yeah. be crazy when we look back on his career and be like, yeah, he won two cups. Yeah, he, he won two cups and yeah, was like Paul significant, Korea never significantly cup, injured but... in both of them. Yeah. <laughs> guys like Paul Korea never won a cup, but Andre Burakovsky's got two. Yeah, Joe his Thornton, name's on the... right. Joe Thornton yeah. <laughs> never won a cup. Him All-time and... great Patrick, yeah. Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, Andre Burakovsky, Darren Helm, two-time Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. I mean, that's why hockey's the greatest, man. Yeah, I mean, Berkey, Berkey's got two jerseys retired on my wall too. They'll never be anywhere else. But that's are you going to get a Kraken one? Of course I am. Yeah, I'm, re- the- I'm going to get a Kraken one and retire the other ones. That's not a bad jersey. Now the Kraken jerseys are pretty Kraken nice. Kraken jerseys, like they're they look pretty good. I like them. What are they going to do? Because this will be other stories we can talk about too. The the reverse retro for the Abs this year. Um, cause they're coming back. The reverse retros are, I, for me personally with the abs, I, if, if it's not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just bring back the Nordiques. Just, right, in just, just sell it slightly. Sell like a Nordiques Jersey with like one extra stripe or something yeah. and I'll buy it. Yeah. Like just don't overthink it. Cause like people are talking, they should do like what their alternate is with like the Rockies, but we already have that. Like we have the variation of that Jersey with the alternate that they wear in the division games. The Nordique ones are beautiful. Right. It is one of like the why, why do we have to get a different one just because other people's reverse retros sucked? Yeah. Do it in the fucking baby blue. Like just that's all I need. Just, just give me a baby color blue. Palette. Just do yeah. do an alternate of the reverse retro Nordique. 
Don't well, overthink it. Yeah. Just do it that way, and I will throw my money at you again. Like I did. I bought the my Landy one the 30 seconds after it dropped. 30 seconds. And I, I'm glad I did because they sold out so fast. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to get one. Yeah. Benefits being a season ticket holder, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what that one is. Uh, because any I, I don't know, like the NHL, I, I, I never understood it where it's like these NFL and NBA teams have like 12 different types of jerseys. And the NHL is like, nah, we're only going to sell, make three jerseys and make money off. Of yeah, them. we're going to sell the best jersey you've ever seen. And it's not available. Yeah. Like, we're, we're we're gonna 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 se- we're, like there's going to be 10 teams that release the best jersey they have ever had. And it's available for like three months. If that, if they lost it, we will never sell it again. Yeah, it makes zero sense. It goes away after one season. You will never see it again. And the NBA comes out with new jerseys like every week, it seems like. Yeah. So I would love to see it. I I think the more jersey options, the better because that shit sells, dude. It sells to guys like me who buy it. So, and the casual fan who wants to wear a sick abs jersey to a fucking game. So, I'm sure that'll come up in news. That'll be that'll be a whole different podcast. Yeah, episode. they'll they'll release officially. I'm sure sometime in the near future, but yes. we'll see where all that goes in time. But that's you know what, man. We say this every episode. We made it. We made it through another episode. We have some really fun things. We're we're, we're done waiting for Nazem Kadri. We're gonna yeah, let the listeners we're just, know. We're, we're just we're, gonna we're, go done we're gonna move forward. Um, we're gonna start our off season recap and stuff like that. Um, so we appreciate y'all for listening for the two weeks that we've been waiting for Nazem Kadri to sign. But at this point, it's just it, it's not worth it to wait anymore. So we're going to start our offseason review, uh, season review of the players and previews for next year. So we're really excited for those. I think you're all really going to enjoy those. Um, and it's just going to be a blast. We're, we're not really uh, we're not taking our foot off the gas. So, yeah. Um, we're going to push forward with that. And before we know it, it's going to be time for puck drop uh, October. What is it? 13th, 12th, 12th. Um, Cause I know it's, I know it's not 13th. That's my birthday. That's so. your birthday. That's right. I knew October 13th was an important date, but uh, we, we've got some fun stuff planned where we're done waiting for Nazem Kadri. Um, and we're going to roll those out uh, here pretty soon. I don't know if it'll be Sunday uh, or Monday when we release, but, I imagine Monday we'll have at least one more normal episode, however we do it. And then after that, we'll, you'll start to see some of those start to sprinkle into your inbox every now and again. So that's kind of where we're looking at. It's, um, it's basically our way of taking some time off before yeah. next season, where we're going to just record a whole bunch of these and space them out, release them at different times. So you guys continue to have content and we can catch our breath before next season. Cause I really thought about it before we start recording this episode. I don't think there has ever been a week ever since I started this show, like a year before Christian was on when I started this show, there hasn't been a week where there hasn't been at least two episodes. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not just straight up recorded. And even when Christian was on, has there ever been a week where we did less than two? No, there, there was a solid two, three month period where we were doing like, for a week yep so we're we earned some time off we, we we love doing this show but it we're at the point now where we're just gonna do these reviews and we're yeah. gonna take some time off because it's uh, i'm not burnt out or anything and i know christian's not as well i'm worried about october november yeah. when next season starts and i'm like oh crap i have not we got to do this all in, over again in two years and the, there's going to be another season so it's just for that. We're going to keep releasing content in that time. You'll see what it all is when we release it. We're still working on exactly what it is. So I'm not just going to say, this is what it is. We don't know yet. We don't plan. We don't know. Well, hopefully we have it figured out by Sunday when we record. Yeah, we'll figure all that out. We'll have one more normal episode coming out on Monday. And who knows after that? We'll figure all that out. We'll keep you all in the loop in time. But Christian... Maybe we did not. have one more thing. We we are going to do a couple live uh, live streams, watch alongs of the World Championship, World Junior Championship games coming up in August. Um, so we're excited about that. So you, you won't not hear from us, but we will uh, we will be um, 
I won't be seeing Griffin's face ever two times a week, which is going to be a big time bummer, but it'll be good and to just they say absence that. makes the heart grow fonder. So <laughs> it'll make next season even more exciting. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I got nothing else, man. Um, just a, a great, great week we're having. Um, and with every week we are getting closer to the hockey. So that's where yep. we're at. We're getting there. Training camps open in the NFL. We're past the worst part of, the sports calendar where it's well i would disagree i'd say this is the worst i don't care about practice for the i know but it's something (laughs) it is something something the worst part of the sports calendar is like the three days after the mlb all-star game yep there is literally nothing like there is there's no training camp there's not even a, a shitty baseball game to put on at two in the afternoon there's nothing yeah. to even pretend to entertain yourself with at least with training camp you can put nfl network on and yeah, it's something something new yeah nhl um, network right now is showing uh how's your summer going with teams and emojis so oh, I that, that's that. where they're I, at i i hate that content so i much. hate it too oh dude it, uh, watching nhl network we did forget to talk about one thing um jonathan Taves being a crybaby oh we did forget yeah here's what i'm gonna say about that uh jonathan Taves. yeah you won a couple cups or three cups you're not the player you used to be and no one wants that contract not even the blackhawks want that contract so um my friend you're not even my friend you're my enemy um my enemy in christ yeah suck it up dude my sucks to suck yeah, Many so players what, what Christian's talking about is the quote from Jonathan Taze earlier today from Mark Lazarus's article in The Athletic, directly quoted as saying, we're talking about a five-plus process, rebuild process, according to Kyle, that's the GM of the Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson. And so that doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Well, sucks that's just suck, unfortunate, dude. Jonathan, isn't it? Yeah. Sucks to suck, dude. I mean, there's only one year left on that deal, isn't it? 10.5 so. on one year. Same with Patrick Kane. If they're ever going to get traded, this is going to be the time. It's not going to be in the offseason, I wouldn't think. Probably at the trade deadline. I can see Kane going to like the Rangers or something. But like Taze, man, I know we don't like him and a lot of people don't like him, especially after the uh, fiasco that was last season. For a good the, way to put it. For the Jonathan Taze PR department, to put it criminally mildly. Yep. There are a lot of hockey people that like Jonathan Taze. And at 5.7, no, 5.25. He's so bad now, I know, I know. know. You're right. You are right, and I agree with you. But there are teams that will give up assets because of the the leadership of Jonathan Taze. You mean the ability to stay quiet? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked he piped up on this because he's been yeah. very, very good at staying quiet in the past. Very good. So very good at it. Yeah. So I, he's making $10.5 million for a guy who put up, what, like 35 points last year? I can find it very quickly, like, but it, it was not good. Not for good For $10.5 million. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just not the player he used to be, and he's just – it's crazy because Patrick well, Kane – 37 he, points. I was close. Damn. That was close. I mean, Patrick Kane, he, he's he's terrible defensively, but he at least still brings something offensively. Right. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. Some team is going to give up. Also, I also do want to address the Patrick Kane thing because every time Patrick Kane gets talked about, people bring up the like, oh, well, the Avs, they asked about Patrick Kane, the depth. They ask about everyone. Yeah. Every team asks about everyone and the offseason and at the deadline. That does not mean Patrick Kane is coming to the Avalanche. Nope. It does not mean that they're the front runners. That does not mean literally literally anything more than Joe Sackick picked up the phone and called the Blackhawks and say, hey, what are you thinking? And then hung up the phone and never talked about it again. Would you give me Patrick Kane for what you gave me Brandon Sod for? That's what he Would you give me Patrick Kane for a conditional seventh round pick and a bag of chips? And you retain 50% of salary. That, that's what he tried to do. Right. So that, that's what calling is. They're asking to see what they're doing with Patrick Kane just as a general source of intel. Just like yeah. you want to know the things that are happening in the league around you. Yeah. So we'll end it on that. 
Um, because yeah, I mean, Jonathan Tate, stop being such a crybaby dude. Like I, if Patrick Kane was saying these things, yeah, that makes sense. You're talking about a guy who had 37 points. Yeah. I'm <laughs> that just doesn't appeal to me at all. Jonathan, my boy, you are part of the problem in both yes. on the ice and off it. Yeah. You're the reason why they can't sign good players because you're the reason why they had to trade to bring it. You're the reason. <laughs> like there's a reason why you had to move those pieces. So, um, yeah, Jonathan Tape, suck it up, buddy. Like, yeah, sucks yeah, to I, suck. I yeah, I have no remorse for you because one, you've won three Stanley Cups, and two, your PR department should be fired. So, yeah, three, kind of a shit person. So, yeah, kind of a shitty dude. We'll leave so, it at that. Yep. We'll leave it at that. So, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast. I'm shocked that we managed to talk about anything at all for as long as we did. Uh, there are no notes in front of me. We literally just winged this whole one like we do for most of them. But most that's, of the, them. that's the beauty of this show sometimes. Yep. But we made it. That's going to do it for this edition. Thank you all so very much for tuning in and listening this far in. I'm going to start giving shout outs to everyone who listens this far in at this point, because if you made this far into this episode, we appreciate it because this was a, a lot of spitballing yep. again. Thank you all so much. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is. Again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time where we'll probably talk about Nazem Kadri again. So uh, look I just forward to that. Yeah, we'll look see forward later. to that. <laughs> look forward to that. And we'll see you later. But until then... Let's go out.